0: Get your day started with a breakfast full of positive music, fun, inspiration, and so much more. Rise and shine with Felon DJ. Weekday mornings on Vision. Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
1: As you might be aware, a significant issue appeared in the news headlines this week that ought to be a warning of significant oppression of Christianity here in Australia, perhaps in the times ahead. What was leaked are 20 recommendations that come from the Ruddock Review into Religious Freedom. Two of those recommendations refer to Christian schools. Recommendation five was saying that religious schools can discriminate in relation to the employment of staff. And recommendation seven recommending that religious schools be able to discriminate in relation to students on the basis of sexual orientation. Well, let's talk about this issue today, an important one, and to do with religious freedom and Christian schools. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch is back with us. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, so serious is the idea that schools may not have the op- the option to discriminate that what may be likely is, what you're suggesting, the complete neutralization of all Christian schools and all Christian education. How do you get those ideas, how do you get that outcome uh, from some of these recommendations?
0: Yeah. So, well, let me uh, back up just a bit. You uh, talked uh, fair enough about Christian schools discriminating Now, we live in such an age that a lot of people uh, are not even thinking very straight about this. So let's just look at what that means. When I marry one gal, my wife, I've discriminated in favor of her against every other woman on the planet. Uh, When the Labor Party decides it will not uh, accept... Uh, conservatives in to run as candidates, what are they doing? They're discriminating. Uh, you know, every day when you choose a, uh, a hamburger over a hot dog, you're discriminating. So, Christian schools should have and always used to have the right to discriminate in this proper sense of the word, both who can be on staff, who can be teachers there, who can be lecturers, principals, the whole bit. But also discriminate in terms of who it has its students. Uh, you know, it may well take in a non Christian student, but of course the aim would be to see them come to know the Christian faith. Uh, but now we have this whole issue of uh uh well, sadly Scott Morrison kinda of backflipped on this, now saying that if a Christian school has a uh, homosexual student, maybe he oats himself or maybe homosexuals want to enroll in a Christian school. Now we're being told that a law will quickly be passed to make this illegal. Christian schools will not be able to discriminate in that sense about what kind of students they have based on their sexuality. And just briefly, when you have a kind of a weasel word like sexuality, well, that opens a Pandora's box. It's not just homosexuality. It could be cross-dressing or a trans student, or maybe a student caught out uh, checking out pornography. It could be a student in uh, fornication, right? That all is part of sexuality. So if we do get laws like this saying students cannot be expelled based on their sexuality, wow, that's, that's a big worry for all Christian schools.
1: And we might be thinking that these things happen in an adult world, but these things are also happening in schools. So students, as you say, uh, supposing one turned up cross-dressing into fetishes or pornography or polyamory, uh, S&M, and you mentioned that there are lots of different sexual sins. So what you seem to be saying, Bill, is that when a student can't be held out of the school, once they are in, then the school faces the wrath of the state because the school is supposed to bow down to this level of sexuality.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. And again, we have to make some basic distinctions here. I've already penned three articles on this very issue. It's so important. Um, a lot of Christians have been, hate to say it, rather misguided or clueless about what's going on here many have said oh well if you have a homosexual student we can pray for him we can convert him and all the rest well sure that would be the ideal but two things have to be born in mind first there's a big difference between the student who knows that his same-sex attraction is wrong it's sinful and he wants help to get out of that kind of uh, orientation or lifestyle But there's another thing altogether when you have a student who's loud and proud, very insistent on his homosexuality, and not only that, he wants to recruit other students to the cause. In both cases, the school's hands will be tied. They will not be able to certainly expel such students. So what about counseling such students? Well, we need to be aware, secondly, that all over the Western world, laws are now being passed, banning any school from doing, well, what's called conversion therapy. If a same-sex attracted person wants help, wants to get out, many places are now making that illegal. You cannot help a same-sex attracted person who really is seeking counsel and help. So uh, even if we uh, just had these poor students who are struggling and want to get out, Uh, you can pretty much guarantee in a very short period of time, if this goes through, soon enough all the rest will go through, including laws saying, nope, it is wrong for you to counsel and try to help a homosexual student.
1: So Bill, just to pause and reflect here, because if you're talking about the laws changing, and uh, no sc- discrimination allowed, teachers or students. Then when you have students that want to challenge the system, mm. and you've got a biblical school that wants to remain committed to God and His Word, the law would come against the school, the state comes against the school, and in the worst case scenario, the school eventually funding withhelds and then shut down. This is the end game.
0: Yeah, well, exactly it is. Uh, And sadly, many of us who for years uh, warned, you know, made ourselves hoarse (laughs) making these warnings, we said, look, once homosexual marriage gets legalized, everything's going to change. Everything will be up for grabs, and that will certainly be true of Christian churches Christian schools. And we're seeing this happening right now. Uh, You almost feel like saying, hey, we told you so for decades. We warned you. Do not go down this path. So yeah, once governments pass laws like this saying it is illegal to, quote, discriminate against such students, well then, yeah, they will act. They will have to. Uh, Certainly any government funding, that'll be the first thing pulled. Uh, but they will have the ability to shut down a school altogether. So if any of your listeners either have kids or grandkids in Christian schools or are thinking about it, you need to be very, very concerned indeed. And we should really take this a step further. We're really living in dreamland if we think this only applies to students. Already plenty of voices, including the opposition leader, Bill Shorten, and even some liberal MPs themselves or members are saying, uh, teachers, staff, they too should not be allowed to discriminate. So in other words, a Christian school will soon be forced to hire homosexuals or adulterers or fornicators or polyamorists or who knows, maybe even atheists and Muslims or Satanists. Once you start going down this path, A, it's not just the students, it will be the staff, but B, it opens up the door completely. You can't discriminate against anyone. So that effectively spells the end of Christian schools. And guess what? The homosexual activists have said that's what they've been targeting for years. That's exactly the end game.
1: And why stop at Christian schools yep. when you can then lead that same logical line of challenge towards the Christian churches? Uh, that's the, yep. That would be the next, uh, the next frontier, Bill.
0: Oh, absolutely. And again, if people would get their heads out of the sand, including a lot of Christians, all you have to do is read what the homosexual activists have said. I've documented all this in my books and articles. We've got it clear. They said the first and the most important thing to challenge are the Christian churches, the Christian schools. We will go after them. We will render them neutralized, make them ineffective in opposing our whole agenda. And they're very smart. They've been doing a good game of it. Uh, plenty of Christians have fallen hook, line, and sinker for this. Oh, wow, we have to be tolerant. We have to be loving. Uh, you know, what would Jesus do? Jesus would like to have sinners in our schools and churches. Well, yeah, we need sinners in there, but so that they can hear the gospel and get saved, not so that they can be leavened and leaven the whole bunch, which is exactly what you're going to have when you have homosexual pastors, homosexual teachers, homosexual principals. That really is the end of the Christian church and the Christian school.
1: So if you identify a backflip this week from Prime Minister Scott Morrison, who is a Christian, and uh, you don't envy him being in the middle of this type of debate, you can perhaps uh, even uh, empathise with the challenge that is upon his shoulders and that he might want to be pleasing people on every side. I imagine, Bill, this is a time to be on our knees, to be in prayer for a Christian Prime Minister, perhaps like never before, because, as you say, and the logical conclusion is the neutralisation of Christian schools. The logical conclusion is the neutralisation of the Christian church. So if the Prime Minister doesn't stand up here and be counted, if he doesn't stand firm and he doesn't have the support of the churches, uh, then there is a bleak future ahead
0: uh... Oh, absolutely uh... is the time we must pray must get on our knees must pray for morrison for the liberals but of course not only pray but put wings to your prayers contact scott morrison say please we do not want you caving into the homosexual agenda we do not want our schools neutralized because they can no longer affirm biblical discipline and uphold biblical standards uh, so this is crucial that all Christians get involved, certainly pray, at the very least. Get on your knees and pray, but also speak up. Uh, like I say, I've done three articles. They can be passed around, shared with your friends, contact MPs. We really need to alert the Church. This is a very, very serious time indeed, and uh, we can't be silent. We can't be ignorant. At the very least, we have to be prayerful.
1: Well, Bill Muhlenberg, let me point people to the articles that you have been writing through the week. And I'm sure that having heard such a wake-up call, there'll be many who might like to venture online and check out some of these articles. They're easy to find. Simply go to BillMuhlenberg.com or you can Google Culture Watch, one word, and you'll find the latest articles by Bill Muhlenberg, Christian cultural commentator. Bill, appreciate your insights once again. Thanks for being with us on 2020.
0: Always great to be with you.
1: Before you go, thanks for listening.
0: There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.